Hi, welcome to another episode of ServiceNow Tech Bytes, the podcast that helps you use the product better and more efficiently. I'm Suzanne Smith, your host. Today, we have a big and very important topic to discuss here on the podcast. We are talking about integrations, and we have two great guests joining us today remotely. Let's say hi to Cameron. Hi, Cameron. Hello, everyone. And Gabriel. Hi, Gabriel. Hey, guys. How's it going? Uh, Cameron Stone has been with ServiceNow for, is it about a year and a half, Cameron? Uh, it's pushing two in January. It's pushing two in January. He is a senior security technical consultant here at ServiceNow. And what I love most about Cameron is even though that is his title at ServiceNow, if you look him up on LinkedIn, you will see that he puts his title down as extraordinary toaster automation specialist. Do you want to explain that, Cameron? Uh, yeah, so I just like to play with things and that's kind of what my LinkedIn profile uh, represents. I, I've been tinkering with uh, just about anything that has a plug in it for a very long time. And uh, I, I very much like the old BSD operating system. And they used to joke that they could make BSD run on a toaster. So that's kind of where that comes from. Okay, well, I just thought that was like the most awesome title ever. Um, <laughs> well, nowadays, it's almost literal. It, it is, isn't it? BSD was on a toaster. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And Gabriel Finney is a principal technical consultant here at ServiceNow. And Gabriel has been at ServiceNow for eight and a half years. And I did a little calculating and I figured out that you were the 55th person hired at ServiceNow. Does that sound about right? Something like that. Yeah, sure is. That is an amazing stretch of years at ServiceNow, Gabriel. You are truly an old timer. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, I think. <laughs> With Gabriel's experience, we are going to ask him the first question because integrations is a big, important topic. Uh, I think a lot of customers are attracted to ServiceNow and buy ServiceNow because of the ability to do integrations. It's very important. It has been important to the product for so many years. So I'd like to turn to Gabriel and say, can you give us a little history about integrations in this product and kind of where it started and how it has evolved over time, just to give people some context on this big topic? Sure. So, I mean, even way back in the beginning, obviously, we weren't the first software that had ever come out with the concept of integrations. David Liu was very heavy in building out the original integrations um, that would exist or the integration points for ServiceNow. And really, it started as a real simple system where we could import data in different formats like CSV or Excel files. Um, we could integrate using the LDAP protocol to um, pull in users and uh, different types of core data that were absolutely necessary to um, migrate from one system to another or for two systems to coexist. Um, but then throughout the years, we came up with ways to build upon that. And we also came up with uh, ways to adapt to new technologies that would come out. Um, you know, from if we take it way back to 2008, right? Um, we didn't really, things like REST existed, but they weren't very popular. We didn't run into very many customers that were using systems that integrated using things like REST, where now today, almost every system that we run into, every customer we run into wants to use REST. Just as an example, you, you've got other places like 
single sign-on and how we've moved from digest to saml2 for example uh, as far as popularity contests are concerned and and when we talk about integration within service now there there are a couple different kind of types of of integrations right we have integration with third-party applications we have integration with custom apps and then we also have, if you would consider it an integration, integration between ServiceNow instances, right? Right, right. So you've got, I mean, it's all over the place. I mean, you're just barely touching the tip of the iceberg, as they say, right? An integration, I mean, by design is something that can take any two systems and uh, make them communicate with each other in one way or another, you know, for one purpose or another. So some of the common ones, uh, some of the ones you've gone over there is like login integrations, the ability to one, get user data so that we know who should be able to log in, but then two, be able to integrate with uh, authentication systems that may be pre-existing and they may not be going anywhere. ServiceNow is maybe not designed to replace those because they're used for many disparate systems. And ServiceNow just happens to be another system that's coming along that needs to also integrate or authenticate with those. Um, but then from there, you can extend on that and do things like single sign-on, where that may actually utilize the LDAP server um, that would have also been used for authentication. Uh, and then you go into things like data and process, right? ways to bring in the core data, whether it also happens to be users or if it's group memberships or their uh, configuration items. Um, and we have many ways of integrating and pulling in data and process. So um, two of the core ways that you know include many, uh, many specific uh, styles, I guess, or protocols are event-based and batch load. So from there, event base would cover things like web services, which that brings on a whole nother plethora of uh, different protocols. Some of the more common would be SOAP and REST. Um, and then within that, you've got the ability to utilize our mid-server technology. So it's easier to integrate with local area networks um, that may not be on the internet or accessible from the internet typically. Um, and then you've also got batch load. So this is the concept of taking some kind of data set, whether it's in the format of a CSV file or an Excel or even stored in a JB, JDBC database, for example. And we can bring that data in systematically and logically using our import set system. Uh, and then from there we have are uh, something that sometimes is referred to as user interface integrations, which are pretty basic at the core. Uh, it's just the idea of throwing ServiceNow into an iframe or vice versa, maybe throwing some other portal into ServiceNow uh, using an iframe. And um, then you've also got in context, which is very similar, similar concept. You're still using iframes, but it's the idea of taking a report, for example, making it public and showing that report in real time on another system. And again, or vice versa, because you could also do that um, going into service now. Um, and then you mentioned, <laughs> maybe last but not least, integrations from one service now instance to another, um, which is a very fun one, because I know <laughs> 
in some documentation I've seen, I don't know if they've taken it out, you'll see things like, well, it's a snap, no problem, it's super easy. And to an extent, technically, that would be correct. But um, you do run into certain challenges. There's certain things you want to watch out for. Um, for example, you may be implementing uh, two separate ServiceNow instances, or they may already exist and have already been implemented. And now you're trying to integrate them, but maybe they've been implemented in completely different ways. So you've got different fields on a particular form that you might be trying to integrate. You've got different choice values available for fields like, for example, state field, something like that. And when you try to go in to integrate them, the technical side of things, no problem. But where the challenges start is trying to map those different concepts that may exist separately in each of those ServiceNow instances. Yeah, there, the possibilities with integrations are big. And, and as you described, we have several different, several different kinds. So there is there are a lot of options out there. How does a customer get a custom app or custom, you know, a custom integration? Uh, do they do it themselves? Do they turn to ServiceNow? Do they go to a partner or or what are the options if a customer wants to do an integration? Well, I think you might have taken the answer right from us. Oh. <laughs> Those would be precisely the That's that's it. A... <laughs> so, do you find that most customers do the integration themselves or are they coming to service now for is it a combination of those those different methods? You know, that's a good question. I think it boils down to being a combination. It really depends on who they're working with and what resources they have. If they are a new resource, then nine times out of 10, I, I mean, Cam, I, I think you would agree that we will work with them on the professional services side. But if they've got resources or they're working with a partner, then typically they'll at least start those integrations on their own. Yeah, I, I, that's typically what I see. I would say from a, the standpoint of the customer, they will sometimes take on the simpler integrations like a flat file load from Excel, if they're just trying to load things like CIs or assets into the tool, they have the concept of how the tool works and can get that data in. Um, but once it starts to become a more of a process driven integration where we have to uh, update secondary systems based on conditions on a, say a task or any record in the tool, that is more often than not where we get involved or the partners. There's lots of great integration partners out there. Um, we do see some of the more complex stuff come across our desk, I would say, especially when we work with the managed service providers that uh, Gabe and I both have worked with. Um, they have multiple customers that are all integrating into one system. So we tend to see, uh, you know, a lot more complexity in, in some of those integrations. Yeah, that that makes sense. The simpler ones, maybe the customers take on themselves. But if it kicks up a notch in in complexity, then they'll turn to a partner or service. Now that that makes sense. Um, if a customer wants to do an integration, they have something in mind. Um, can you give us some best practices for how the customer can get started on the right foot, whether they are doing a custom integration for themselves or working for a partner? working with a partner or working with ServiceNow. So what best practices are there when the customers are in that planning phase? Are there things they can do from the get-go to really help themselves and set themselves up for success with integrations? Um, there, there definitely is. Um, the first thing that I usually start with 
is trying to determine is this a one-way integration or a two-way integration because that drives uh, one of the bigger options. I, if it's a one-way integration where we're just trying to pull in data from a system inside the network or another cloud, um, I always try to first go with uh, a JDBC integration. Um, and that's if we can get access to whatever the database is that's holding this information. It's not always easy. Sometimes they don't have the uh, service matter expert uh, available to help us get that data out in the way we want it. But it's the fastest way to pull data into the tool without using a web service or a, a flat file, which can be cumbersome when you're using Excel files, especially large Excel files. Um, so I typically try to find out, is it one way? And if it is, can we use the SQL or JDBC connection to connect to the database and just go from there using a data source? Um, if it's a two-way integration, we're typically always talking about a web service protocol at that point, um, some form of web service, and sometimes it's custom. And nine times out of 10, we also have a mid-server involved. So we have to determine is the connected system inside the customer's network? And if we have to update it, we need a mid-server. So the very beginning of scoping and integration just has to, the questions are, you know, which direction is data flowing? Where is the system we're connecting to? And then kind of asking what protocols are available for us to leverage in this scenario, which there are multiple that you can typically use, uh, but sometimes there's a better answer like JDBC for a one-way connection. Good tips. Gabriel, do you have any any good best practices, uh, especially well, for people planning? I, I thought that was a, a really good, um, you know, really good uh, overview. But there are two things. I mean, the first I was going to say is documentation, right? Read the documentation, please. If you're looking into any specific integration, we have documentation on it. It's not 2008 anymore. You know, read the docs. Utilize those. They're awesome. But Cam mentioned something that is super important and gets overlooked very often in the sales cycle. And sometimes we have to go back to it and um, we have to be very open and honest about it because this can really hang up an in integration. And that's the SME, the subject matter expert. ServiceNow is not a subject matter expert on everything, right? We might have happened to come across certain things. So we'll know a couple of, uh, you know, some of the specifics of a certain integration or external system. But you can't assume that we're gonna know whatever it is that you're trying to integrate with ServiceNow. We can help you open up those integration points on the ServiceNow side. We can help you, you know, as you discuss or, you know, uh, bring in a subject matter expert and help us understand what that system is. We can help them get that integrated. But a lot of times, if we do not have previous knowledge on that external system, that subject matter expert is absolutely necessary. Good information. Good advice. Thank you. Um, I want to go into some tips and tricks now. And I'm wondering if either of you, there, the base system does provide some integrations. Google Maps is one of them. I know um, Verizon e-bonding. Uh, have you had to do integrations? with customers with some of these base system provided ones and and i think they are very popular do you have any tips and tricks around those yes <laughs> um i mean yeah there's tips and tricks galore there i think most of them are going to revolve around some of the same concepts 
as the ServiceNow to ServiceNow integration, right? A lot of times the teams uh, in pre-sales will get hung up on, okay, what are the technicalities? How hard is that? Okay, that's what we're going to estimate for. We're gonna um, estimate the effort based on that. But usually the challenge isn't in the technology, it's in what you're trying to map um, from one to one or from one side to another. So that's where the challenges can be, uh, especially with things like quote unquote e-bonding. You give it a name, makes it sound super simple. It's already structured, done, deal, right? Just turn it on. But the reality is even with e-bonding, you still have to map and understand what you're mapping, right? Yeah, exactly. Cameron, do you have any any tips and tricks to add? Um, yeah, well, the, the couple things that I think of that we do a lot of, um, you know, is is LDAP, is um, single sign-on with ADFS. We do those almost, it seems like 90% of the time, everybody, everybody's got some form of directory server and, an, and a single sign-on source to, to use to log in. Um, I have had an ADFS integration turned on in one day from start to finish and i've had one that took six months and i think the 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 tip and the trick goes back to having the expert that knows the system because so often it's just thought that we will know what to tell you what to do and we don't always know what to tell you what to do and in cases where they say get in my environment and do this for me um, there's always the potential that you could break something so we don't want to jump into a customer environment necessarily so Having uh, the expert is really kind of the biggest tip and trick that you can get. Um, going away from some of our uh, standard integrations that are in the plugin catalog, whenever someone is scoping a custom integration, I see this so often, even with some of the plugins available and the apps in our store, they're integrating directly with the tables, the, the, the stock tables, if you will. So the incident table itself. There's definitely um, a better way to go about it using an import set and a transform map. And it, even if you're just pushing it straight across into the incident table without doing any data cleansing, it gives you the flexibility to make a change if something is gonna go wrong or if that data needs to be validated instead of going straight to the incident table where you have no control and whatever would land there lands there you can have a temporary table look at that data and then pass it over to the incident table and i am always pushing for my customers to do that and and as many uh, integrations that i work with that's always the standard approach and it's just kind of a best practice if you will but it's also really handy because then you don't have to do a lot of extra scripting on business rules and, and things like that to sanitize your data when it comes in. Yeah, I don't think you can emphasize that enough. I mean, I, I, especially, I don't know what it is, the REST Explorer. I don't know how many uh, listeners have seen that. It's really cool. But something about it, I see more and more direct integrations attempted going around using the web service import sets, which you can use with REST as well. So. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I couldn't agree more. Good advice. 
do do either of you have an underdog feature for us? This is something we like to talk about on the podcast. Maybe in the case of integrations, uh, a way of doing an integration or a particular integration uh, that you have seen that's really cool and can help customers out a lot, but that a lot of people don't really know about yet. So I uh, I can think of a couple things. I the mid server to me, I call it the Swiss Army knife of of our tool. It can do anything. Um, it is, I have done some insane stuff with the mid server where we weren't able to do it on uh, the main instance itself. And Gabe probably remembers back to the time when we used to have access to all the Java libraries within the main instance where you could uh, basically uh, use the classes that were there, which are now wrapped up right. in glide calls. Um, but the mid server is still available to do that. So you can throw a jar file down on the mid server and have it tie in with anything, including going back out to the cloud. So I've done an integration where I've leveraged the mid server to use a, a Java class that wasn't available to me in the main ServiceNow instance in the cloud, and then push back out to go talk to a system that was in the cloud and, and retrieve data. So it's like a little third party, uh, like I said, Swiss Army knife. It, it really can do anything that you need it to do. And it's my favorite thing to really work with. Um, it's very, very capable. Great. Gabriel, do you have any any underdog feature for us? You know, I can think of a lot of really cool things that you can do with integrations. But what would be something, you know, most people haven't heard of? And I, I didn't have anything like that. I mean, and I know I already mentioned the REST Explorer, but uh, if you haven't messed with that yet, not so much an underdog feature. I mean, it's right there in your face if you look for it. <laughs> but um, it is a really, really cool advancement um, that hasn't been there forever. I mean, it's only been there for a couple of releases, and it is just fantastic. It's a fantastic way of being able to traverse the uh, data hierarchy that's in service now and figure out how to integrate with it. Super. So our underdogs are the mid-server and the REST Explorer. We're going to give those give those a little publicity plug here. Thank you for sharing those. Um, I want to ask each of you, what is your favorite integration that you've ever done? Something really quirky or something really useful or something that really made a difference for a customer? What's your favorite integration you've done? For me, automation. I love automation. I'm so fascinated by it in service now and outside of service now, uh, especially the toaster. Yeah, I was going to say we're going back to the toaster, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, that's orchestration, right? That is our automation system, or at least the you know a core framework for it. And um, every project where I'm doing orchestration, it's just doing fascinating things. Uh, not quite running toasters, I don't think at this point, but being able to manage CIs, create them, create virtual machines and other systems um, just by f interfacing with ServiceNow, right? So it's really awesome stuff. Yeah, my uh, I have a couple really. When I first started working with ServiceNow back in 2011, I was hired at Fruition and um, they asked me to make the integration work, which is part of our Notify Now uh, plugin, but it wasn't available at the time. Um, and so I had a lot of fun figuring out their API, and I had built quite a few features that far extend what we currently offer in our Notify plugin, um, custom 
for a customer. And uh, it was really just a lot of fun having another system basically talk to you in, in a robot voice and read you incidents and you could press one on your phone and say, I'm accepting this or change the priority to three. And you could just really interact with the tool over a voice channel, which was pretty cool. Uh, the, the second thing that we did, which wasn't as heavily involved in this a couple of years back, um, we automated the brewery work order line. And um, it, we basically all their brewing equipment that needed to have filters changed and temperatures checked, all of those type of things were um, automated through ServiceNow using a, a custom work order system that we built. And it was fun to say that ServiceNow makes beer. Yeah, that's yeah. going to be an integration that everybody loves, right? <laughs> no kidding. That's awesome. Um, I also wanted to ask both of you if if you were talking to a customer that was thinking about doing an integration, but they were intimidated by the process, what advice do you give customers that might be intimidated by by trying to either do an integration themselves or reach out for help? Mine's simple, so I'll go first. Use a sandbox. Definitely use a sandbox. If you don't have one, ask for one. Um, ask your management, ask your boss, because um, usefulness is just uh, unlimited. I mean, it's very useful to have that. Yeah, I would definitely echo that. Um, the The tool itself, I, I've worked with a lot of tools. I've been doing system integrations for a long time. This tool integrates the, it's by far the easiest tool I've ever worked to integrate with other systems. Every table is web service accessible. You can get data in and out of this tool so easily without having to do really anything. Um, it's all just about what the other side can do. And half the time, I tell people, don't worry about what your side looks like. I can adapt to you if you don't have the expertise. And our tool allows us to, to easily do that. But as somebody getting started, you know, sandbox, documentation, and using things like mind mapping software to figure out how the integration is flowing so you can get a visual of it in your head. So many times I have customers that get kind of confused on which way data is supposed to flow and in, I draw it out. I have it in front of me so I can always reference where am I, where is it going, why is it going there. So really a visual is, is pretty key in, in understanding those type of integrations. Good advice, very good advice. Uh, we have a lot of resources out there in ServiceNow world for integrations. Um, I'm gonna mention a few, and Gabriel and Cameron, if I'm missing anything, please let me know. Um, our product documentation at docs.servicenow.com, the high knowledge base for knowledge base articles, our video website, now support on YouTube, uh, the ServiceNow website itself and the ServiceNow community. Do you have a favorite resource among all of those that you guys use or have I missed one? Um, I use the community quite a bit. Um, I'm always digging in there just to see what people are doing. Um, there are some third-party sites that are just absolutely great. Um, there are people that worked or worked, continue to work for ServiceNow. There's John James Anderson's site tons of stuff about integrations and REST. Um, and then there's the SNC Guru where they cover some uh, occasional uh, uh, integrations on there. But really our community is, is it's growing pretty rapidly and uh, I can usually find some information in there about what I'm looking to, to build. 
Right. I, I can echo that as well. The community is great. The docs are really good. I mean, they haven't always been that way. So feel lucky that you can find the stuff that you can find nowadays. Um, but then going back to the community, if we really take it back to the early days, um, we have the ability to blog right in our community site. So I think his posts are still out there. If you search for slightly loony, um, he posts a ton uh, it was like a whole series on just JavaScript type stuff um, that was specific to ServiceNow. It would cover a lot of the framework classes that are available to you. And it was just super helpful to me way back when and uh, just awesome type of information. Plenty of other stuff out there, don't get me wrong. But if you're just looking for something that you may not have been able to find otherwise, that would be a good one. I remember the Slightly Looney posts, Gabriel. They were awesome. They were good. Yes. Well, this has been a big topic of conversation. Uh, I want to thank you both for all of your uh, good advice. We will probably have to come back to this topic again and do another podcast, maybe dive into one or two of these integrations. But I thank you both very much for being here. Thank you, Gabriel. Awesome. Thank and, you. And thank you, Cameron. Yes, thank you. And let's hope that customers give uh, some of these integrations a try and do some really creative work. Thank you both. 